This is All Things ANSYS, a podcast from the technical support staff at PADT. Episode 33. Sean Castorales from Polycharge America joins us to talk about how they leverage the ANSYS startup program and ANSYS simulation to disrupt the world of capacitors. We also get up to date on news and events from the world of ANSYS and PADT. Welcome to episode 33. This is Eric Miller. I'm one of the owners here at PADT. Hopefully my uh, cough and cold are getting better and I'm a little bit easier to understand. Around here in the Tempe office at least, we're getting really excited about our big party on Thursday. That would be the 21st. Um, This is being recorded on the 18th. Uh, By the time the podcast goes out, uh, that party will have happened, so please do check out our blog to see uh, the excitement and all the people that came. Hopefully some of you who are listeners will be able to come and say hello. And again, that's on the 21st here in Tempe, Arizona, and if you go to padtinc.com slash padt25, you can see what it's all about, our 25th anniversary. Podcast-wise, we've had 9,571 total downloads, over 32 episodes, so we're still holding uh, steady at around 300 listeners per episode. Um, We'd love to see that number go up, as I keep saying every week, every other week. (laughs) Yeah, so if you can um, let people know that we've fixed the sound quality, we hope uh, you'll agree with that. We feel like moving to Skype is much better for the interviews. Um, In addition, uh, we've just put a little bit more effort into that side of things. So hopefully if they left because they didn't like the way it sounded, let them know to come on back. Um, And we're going to continue to to improve in those different areas. If you've got some ideas on how to make the podcast better, just send us an email to podcast at padtinc.com. So today... We've got a great interview with a customer, Sean Castorales. He's a program manager at Polycharge America. And uh, before we get uh, started, um, I wanted to read a quote from their website. Uh, The reason why they exist, according to their website, is to lead the development and production of truly disruptive capacitor products that inspire and enable our customers to redefine what is possible in the markets that they serve. So they basically have a technology, and he'll tell you about the technology a little bit in the podcast, and and they're changing the world of capacitors with this technology. That's the goal of this startup, and they're using ANSYS to do it, and he'll talk about why. So let's take a listen, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more when we're done. Thank you for joining us today with Sean Katsarellis. He's the program manager at Polycharge America down in Tucson, and he's joining us over Skype. Um, and um, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, what Polycharge America does, Sean? So first of all, thank you guys for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to be on. Uh, Polycharge America right now, we're um, uh, working in developing uh, a new technology in uh, distilling capacitor applications, mostly in automotive. Um, the um, technology itself has been around for about 20-25 years now. Uh, it has been developed by the owner, Dr. Angelo Gilesis, Um and uh, it's something that we're, uh, we have this opportunity in this uh, new market of electric vehicles, uh, and uh, we're very excited to, um, to start. Great. Great. Now, I, I actually did look at your 
website and I read right on the front page, it says pioneering the development and production of high energy density, high temperature capacitor products. And so as a simulation person, that screams simulation to me. Anytime it's high density, high energy density and high temperature uh, and a capacitor, it seems it. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your simulation background? How did you end up doing simulation and uh, what do you do there now with simulation? Yeah, so I, I kind of uh, got into simulation in my uh, undergrad years. Um, it was uh, part of my senior design um, uh, team, so I, I was always something that fascinated me. It just actually happened that I was part of a team that um, uh, we, we had to do it, so I, I volunteered. Great. And, um, you know, uh, fast forward to uh, Polycharts, um, part, part of my uh, responsibilities here are to um, simulate thermal um, uh, behavior of the diesel link capacitors that we have, and um, also uh, parasitic inductance simulations as well. So mm -hmm. uh, that's kind of, uh, I guess, the journey. Mm -hmm. Very cool. And, and which ANSYS products do you guys use there? Uh, so right now we are, um, since we're a startup, we're using the startup program that PADT is offering, which is pretty pretty amazing, uh, honestly, because you can use any kind of tool. But um, right now we're uh, mostly using uh, Maxwell, uh, Q3D, um, and uh, Mechanical. And in Mechanical, we use anything from you know steady state, transient, uh, static structural. So um, we, we we use uh, quite a lot of programs. Great. Yeah, and that's the great thing about the startup program is when you're getting going and you just need access to everything at an affordable price, it's a, it's a great way to, uh, Absolutely. to get yeah. to it. It's, it's pretty amazing, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad to see you guys are taking advantage of it. That's that's yeah. fantastic. Um, so so how long have you been an ANSYS user, ANSYS product user? Is it new for you or did you use it in um, I, I used ANSYS, like I said, uh, when when I was graduating, but I really I would say that I really uh, took a dive into it uh, about a year ago when we started here at Polycharts. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's been I, I want to say it's been about a year now that right. I have you know uh, almost a daily uh, exposure to it. Cool. So what in that daily usage? What's your favorite Ansys product feature? What do you what do you like best? Oh man, good good question. Um, I would say. Um, I would say that, you know, I, I cannot really point something specific. Um, overall, I, all the products have their own uh, pros um, that, you know, I, I enjoy using. Mm -hmm. But overall, I would say the simplicity of it all is okay. something that I enjoy, meaning, you know, you set up, you set up a simulation and then um, you want to change the boundary condition or you, you want to change like number basically. So you go in and you just type it in and rerun the simulation. Right. So I, I think, uh, again, the simplicity of it all is just something that I really enjoy once you have everything up and running. Now, are you guys mostly looking at existing products or are you using ANSYS to design new, new products? Uh, we're doing a little bit both. Okay. Uh, right now, we're mostly working with uh, customer requests, uh, meaning, uh, you know, we have an existing design and we want to see does the capacitor reach, you know, a certain amount of degrees? Uh, is it going to heat in 125 or is it going to heat uh, 150 degrees C? Mm -hmm. So that's, I guess, part of it. Um, the other part is to kind of um, utilize it internally, meaning, uh, driving the design mm -hmm. um, and uh, kind of optimize, um, you know, any bus bar thickness or perhaps any kind of specific uh, design of the uh, actual capacitor itself. 
uh, and you know that that kind of helps with having answers with the parametric ability to to do a lot of different studies. So, going back to your question, we we do uh, we do a little bit of both. That's good. That's good. That's good to see. Um, so, having used it now for a little bit here, if you could get the Ansys developers to add one feature to the tool, uh, what would that feature be? Oh, uh, it would be that if when I get stuck, I can talk to Ansys and it would spit back the answer. Uh, <laughs> so, hey, hey, yeah. Ansys. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty yes. much, yeah. No, um, you know what? I think um, I I cannot really identify one thing. Uh, in general, I, I really like you know the shortcuts, meaning you know you hit shift and then you right click or this and that. And those are things that you, you have to kind of find out uh, by spending a little bit of time with the software. Uh, so uh, right now, I think I'm, I'm kind of enjoying it, uh, all, all of the, the process. I, I wouldn't be able to identify what, just one thing that I wanted to change. Well, good. Well, you, when you get you get to be like three or five years into it, then you'll start coming up with these things. And absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I asked about the design instruction. So, um, can you share? And I know sometimes you can't because it may be proprietary. But an example of how you used Ansys simulation to solve a specific problem that made a difference for your product or your company. Um. I would say, you know, we've used Ansys quite a bit here and, you know, we use it pretty much with any project that we have and any, any customer that we have. We, we actually uh, spend a little bit of time with, um, uh, like I said, both mechanical and parasitic inductance. I, I, you know, I, I can't really identify just one specific instance, but I can say that whenever we've used it, um, um, either for our sake or, you know, for a customer request, it has given us a lot of um, direction um, and has, you know, given a little bit of um, oversight of, you know, are we going, are we are we driving this the right way or are we, you know, can we actually push the envelope a little bit more? Uh, so I think pretty much in every project it has helped immensely and, you know, to be honest with you, having a start, startup uh, company like us, um, having the ability to produce those results is pretty amazing when, when you uh, talk to any, any customer. And we're dealing with worldwide, all around the world, big companies right now. Um, and it kind of helps also, you know, uh, develop the prestige of the, the company itself. So, like I said, any, all of the projects have helped immensely uh, with answers. Cool. So, so what's unique? And correct me if I'm wrong, but just poking around and, and listening to other people talk about the company is, you're using thin thin film technologies to make capacitors. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. Can you explain? I'm a little bit of advertising here for the company. Can you explain what thin film is and and why it's better than maybe traditional ways of making capacitors? So I think you know uh, basically taking it down to a very uh, specific is. Yeah. Um, um, just the ability that we can go higher in temperature, we can withstand a much higher temperatures than any other okay. film capacitors that are out there right now in the, in the industry, uh, as well as uh, being uh, much smaller uh, in size. So we're able to um, provide the same capacitance in sometimes, you know, 
um, less than three times the, the space or half half the space. Uh, and that's that's something that you know be, kind of becomes a thermal simulation nightmare because you have all this, uh, you know, you're you're competing against a much bigger capacitor that uh, can dissipate heat, mm -hmm. and you're trying to do the same thing with uh, half the size of a capacitor. But uh, like I said, we're, we're still being able to uh, compete, and uh, um, again, we can reach much higher temperatures and withstand them with a very decent uh, lifetime. Good. Yeah, this actually came up, and and last week I was looking at a company that was trying to package some stuff in a smaller package, and the damn capacitor was the thing that was keeping them from getting into the smaller package because it was so big. So I'll definitely have to send them send them a link to your guys' website. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. It's it's a. Uh, it seems like there. It's one of those components that still seems kind of large sometimes on the, on the board. So it's absolutely, yeah. I mean, you know, when you talk about weight and you talk about size, we're definitely uh, able to to provide that um, much smaller package. Okay, cool. That's good. It's good to know. I have to keep that in mind. So um, we have a lot of students that listen to this podcast or people new to simulation. What advice would you give an engineer that's just starting out, just kind of starting that journey? Maybe I know you've had to, to get into some new tools you didn't know before. What, what kind of advice would you give them? Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I, I don't think I qualify to give any kind of advice, but uh, <laughs> I, I think, I think, you know, at the end of the day, I think it's all about, putting in the time and work required with anything in engineering, as we all know, it's just, um, uh, it's going to take some time. It's just going to take some effort. Uh, absolutely take, take training and, you know, read whatever books you find useful. There are uh, a lot of blogs and I know PDT has a lot of blogs that can help. Um, and, um, I think, um, taking, taking advice from people that have, um, you know, experience with um, the software ANSYS or any other simulation software is good. Uh, but what I think I found uh, specifically would work for me is taking that advice, putting in the time, but finding whatever would work for, for my needs. So if somebody that, you know, has a immense experience tells you that you have to do one thing that's good and you should follow it, but try to figure out exactly what you, it is that you're looking for in a specific problem. So following somebody like a path, bit path might, might get you somewhere, but you know, like I said, you need to kind of put in the time, putting the work to uh, figure out itself. Very true. That's really good advice. That's really good advice. Everybody's everybody's situation is just a little bit different, and the Absolutely, needs a little bit different. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. So, um, what one issue that I always like to ask about with users that are in, doing different kinds of geometry and different kinds of things is how do you get your geometry for your models? What's what's your preferred methodology to get the? I guess you have stacked layers of material, probably. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I guess the, um, the the general way to do it is you have either a SolidWorks or any kind of you okay. know um, drafting software that uh, we already have the uh, the capacitor drawn. But uh, space, space claim is a very powerful tool uh, that, that I use a lot, uh, and uh, it's very I would say uh, one of the easiest drafting tools that I've used. Uh, very, very straightforward. And it, it kind of, you know, I, I import everything into space claim and try to figure out if whatever I'm using right now, 
um, is going to work for uh, whatever I'm intending in the future. So if I'm doing any thermal simulation or if I'm doing a Q3D, uh, I'm trying to figure out exactly what I need to do in space claim before I, I, I move in forward. Mm -hmm. And uh, like I said, it's a very powerful tool that you know helps clear things out and make things easier for uh, the, the use later. Cool, cool. Yeah, it definitely. I'm so glad we have it. <laughs> it's, yeah, it saves yeah, yeah. a lot of time. It saves a lot of time. Um, so the other kind of in the weeds question is: um, It looks like you're doing uh, modeling some of the electronic behavior, electrical behavior over on Maxwell and Q3D. Are you taking thermal loads from those packages and transferring them into mechanical, or are you uh, doing getting your thermal loads a different way? So the uh, Maxwell is used to get the thermal load of the, uh, okay. the current for, for DCAC. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Q3D is mainly used uh, for parasitic inductance. So, right. you know, in the, um, uh, the, the the industry, there's a lot of people that um, are worried about, you know, how many how many nanohenries can you, uh, <laughs> can you get? And there's always a budget on uh, getting that number lower. Mm -hmm. So Q3D is mainly used for that, but Maxwell is the one that, you know, um, I guess uh, the overall uh, path would be uh, enter whatever you have in space claim, uh, then go to Maxwell, determine the uh, electronic behavior of the uh, the capacitor and the bus bars, and then that would be um, then imported to thermal. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So you're using that using Maxwell to get those thermal loads in, which is fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Good. 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 Okay. Cool. Um, is there anything you want to add that you want our listeners to know, or any wisdom you want to pass along, or uh, suggestions? Uh, you know, I'm, I just want to take the opportunity to tell you that you know. PDD has been fantastic with us. Oh, it's been uh, it's been a blessing and it's been a privilege to have you guys uh, along the journey. Uh, very helpful with uh, any kind of training that I had over there. Um, you know, whenever I have any questions, um, everybody on there is able to answer them and answer them very quickly. Uh, so I guess um, go PADT. Oh, thank you, thank you very much. That means a lot. We we try really hard, and it's great when we see success like you guys are having. So I appreciate that. That's really yep. nice. Thank you. Very good. Okay. Well, I really appreciate it. I, I actually learned a lot. I don't think I've thought about capacitors in any real sense in probably 10 years. So uh, it's made me kind of dig into that part of my mind and think about them again. And uh, they're an important part of electrical systems that I think uh, I'm glad to see we're, we're putting some effort and you guys are putting some effort into bringing some some new technologies and getting them smaller and it's more work for the simulation guys but uh, smaller and denser <laughs> cool all right well thank you sir well hopefully to see you soon and uh let us know if you need anything else welcome back as mentioned in the interview they're taking advantage of the ansys startup program and doing some pretty sophisticated simulation with those tools um, i highly recommend that if you're a startup and you want to know more about the program reach out to us here at PADT or visit www.padtinc.com slash ANSYS underscore startup to learn more. Or you can go to the ANSYS website and look for their startup literature as well. It's a fantastic program. Any startup making a physical product should be really leveraging it uh, now. It's a, it's a great tool. Um, let's go ahead and stop for a commercial break. Uh, hey, Linda. I've been trying to run these simulations all day, but the stupid computer isn't fast enough. Ugh, I know, Dave. I wish IT would give us better computers. Oh, you know, that reminds me. A friend of mine was saying that he got a simulation computer from uh, someplace called PADT. Hmm. 
What's so special about it? Well, I guess they have this program called the Cube Computing Solutions, where they, they custom build simulation computers just to fit your needs with whatever you want, whatever graphics card you need, the amount of cores you need, whatever works best for you. Huh. How do I get one of these? Well, if I remember him correctly, he said you go to www.padtinc.com slash cube. I think that's right. Huh. Maybe we should tell the IT guy about this. Yeah, maybe we should. Okay, maybe over the summer we'll get some new interns to give us better um, commercials. We'll see. Um, they're getting a little old. Uh, I know. <laughs> um, so let's talk a little bit about news. The stock this afternoon, it's March uh, 8th, or 18th, sorry, it's March 18th, and the stock is at uh, 180.58. That's at 11.30 Phoenix time when I looked. Uh, it's getting close to that 52-week high of 190.45 before we had that big market correction that brought everybody down, including Ansys. So year-to-date, if we compare it to the S&P 500, uh, the S&P 500 is up 15% and Ansys stock is up 31%. It's a little bit better than twice. Um, I, I did, trying to understand how the stock behaves, I put a little alert in Google to send me an email summarizing all the stories that used ANSS. That's the ANSYS stock symbol. Um, it didn't help. Uh, it's taught me that I don't understand how people in the stock market look at things and how they invest. That They use these technical algorithms that don't make any sense to me at all. Um, and it's bizarre. I think I'm going to stick with nonlinear large deflection plasticity. It's much simpler and makes much more sense to me. In the ANSYS news world, uh, there's nothing new on the official ANSYS news feed. They don't have anything to report there. Um, ANSYS did, or excuse me, Yahoo published a transcript from the earnings call that was held on February 28th. So I, even if you're not following the stock, I recommend you go take a look and read the transcript. If you're not into listening, you can also hear the transcript, uh, hear the actual recording if you uh, search for that. But I like to read the transcript at my own leisure. Um, you know, Ajay Gopal, who's our CEO, or who's the CEO of Ansys, um, and those of us that use it, I guess he's our CEO, um, he does a really good job of explaining what his vision is and why they make the decisions they make and what's gone on over the past year with the company. So I really do, if you're invested in the world of Ansys, take a listen. I always recommend you either take a listen or a read of the uh, fourth quarter earnings call because that's kind of sums up the year. That's it for Ansys news. Uh, in the world of PADT, you know, uh, recently at the beginning of the month here, we did our official announcements about our new spinoff, Works Additive, which we've talked about on the podcast before. And of course, we keep talking about our 25th anniversary. Um, both are great events in the history of our company, and we're really proud to share them with everybody. We also, I do want to mention, we've had a couple of posts in the Phoenix Business Journal. I do, I do an almost weekly uh, article for them that they put up there on the free side of the, of the uh, their website, which tells you what it's worth. It's free. Um, and two recent ones have gotten a lot of clicks and a lot of discussion, so I thought I'd share them with the podcast audience. The first one was kind of a fun look at, uh, it's it's about a snowball's chance of Phoenix, something that we say here in town, that uh, it'll never snow here, therefore your idea's got a snowball's chance in Phoenix, but then a snowstorm hit. So I talk about how that kind of affected our way of looking at things we assume aren't going to happen. If you follow the startup world, especially the startup world here in Phoenix, I recommend you take a look at a, a post that I just put up last week, I think. Um, it's been getting a lot of play. Uh, a lot of people are talking about it. And it really talks about how our community 
has kind of gotten out of our awkward adolescence. Um, and uh, this all came about in Venture Madness, uh, which is a, an annual competition we do here. And a lot of out-of-state investors came and all of us in-state and out-of-state were really pleased with the quality of the companies that we're presenting. So take a look at those two articles. Um, if you go to the Phoenix Business Journal and search for Eric Miller with a C, um, you can see all my posts, including those two most recent ones, which are kind of standing out as people being more interested in, and that's why I bring them up. In our blog, uh, Joe Woodward just published a great article about uh, an ACT extension that he did for ANSYS Mechanical uh, called Save DB. It's a great example of a simple ACT extension. Uh, he also talks about how to use command snippets in the solution part of your, of your model. Uh, it's, a, it's a little bit different. So do check that out at padtinc.com slash blog. That, uh, that's been recently posted, and there's a bunch of other stuff that's been posted over the years there too. Do check that out. Uh, my top three articles in the ANSYS blog since the last time we recorded are um, a truly jaw-dropping example of meshing a jet engine combustor using the new parallel meshing capabilities. So even if you don't do CFD, you need to check this out. It's pretty impressive. There's a really handy post. Again, all three of my choices for some reason are CFD this week. They're just cool. A handy post on how to define your own turbulent flow equations for CFD. Um, so if you the ones that aren't in there aren't exactly what you want, this is how you can put your own in. There's also a fascinating post on the use of biomimicry. And biomimicry is a topic that we love here at PADT. Uh, one of our former employees, Drew Bate, um, worked with us for a while in that area. And he's off at ASU doing additive manufacturing and biomimicry uh, at the university. So when you hear us announce about joint efforts between PADT and ASU, uh, that's what we're talking about, is working with Dhruv often on either 3D printing or biomimicry. So it's a great, we love this topic. And this article is about um, using mangrove roots, how mangroves grow their roots, to have a better design for man-made barriers to get uh, erosion to be minimized. So it's, it's a really fascinating article about using fluent to help that design and why the design works, understanding why it works. Why does, bio, why does this biologically derived solution work so well? Those are my three favorite. There's a bunch more actually. They've been publishing great articles. So always check out the ANSYS blog. Upcoming events, we're gonna be at Hill Air Force Base um, on, I guess it's Wednesday the 20th um, in Layton, Utah. We're gonna be at their technology expo. So if you're a user up there and part of the Hill Air Force Base community, come out and check us out. Of course, our big 25th anniversary is on the 21st, um, so do come down, do RSVP for that. And to learn more, go to www.padtinc.com slash padt25. Uh, we'll be at the uh, Tech Council MedTech Conference on the 28th. That's next week. That's going to be up in Scottsdale. And then I will be at AMUG, so please do stop by and say hi. I'm going to be there the first two days. I'm speaking on April 1st about simulation. Um, basically doing better with uh, uh, metal 3D printing by using simulation to, to model the whole thing. So do check that out if you're there. Uh, we'll try and also, also turn that into a webinar or something so we can share it with everybody else. But uh, do check that out. If you're going to be at AMUG Monday or Tuesday, uh, shoot me a message, look me up, send me an email, let me know. I'd love to connect with folks there in Chicago. And that's it. Thanks. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to subscribe to us at uh, www.padtinc.com slash opt-in so you can get our newsletter, spread the word, and don't hesitate to reach out and have a great rest of the week. 
Thank you for joining us for the All Things ANSYS podcast, episode 33. As a reminder, this podcast is not affiliated in any way with ANSYS, Inc., and the opinions expressed are those of the people on the show only and not of their current or former employers. For more information, visit www.padtinc.com blog, and please share your thoughts and questions in an email to podcast at padtinc.com. See you next time.